Welcome to the Impact on the Crown with Tia. I'm the CEO of a tech for good company and passionate about making a difference. This podcast series will dig deeper into what it means to make an impactful change in our society. And we get to know the operations operators on the field, uh, whether they are charities, social enterprises, the government, individuals, companies, etc. And we talk about the collaboration between these parties and how to formulate a mutually beneficial partnerships. Today, I am having a discussion with service director Martin Ellis, and he represents Mediation MK. And firstly, I will welcome uh, uh, Martin here with, with his own explanation. What does Mediation MK do? Hello, everyone. Um, right, Mediation MK is, as the name, as it says on the tin, really, um, we offer mediation services. Um, primarily to people in the Milton Keynes area, um, now a city of 270,000 people from nothing 50 years ago, literally. Um, so we were formed in 1989 in our current form as a charity and company limited by guarantee in 2001. Um, and we offer mediation uh, in its different forms. Um, just for clarity, mediation is simply where an independent person works with uh, two parties to resolve a problem without resorting to court process. Um, the main area where we work, uh, and historically uh, it was set up to do this, uh, is family mediation. Mm -hmm. So what I'm talking about there is when a couple, whether married or um, cohabiting, decide to split up, um, that's obviously a difficult emotional process, uh, but it could also be a difficult process in terms of the outcomes for people like children uh, and there are other issues that have to be resolved around finances. Um, so if you can imagine if the family home is being kept, but one of the partners, uh, one of the couple is living somewhere else, there's an extra rent or something has to be paid out of the existing funds. And that, for a lot of people, that's not very easy. Yeah. Um, so the two issues that we deal with primarily are child access. So when is the partner, as is usually the case, one partner is left for home, when is that partner going to see the children? Weekends, yeah. birthdays, holidays, particularly Christmas being a very tricky time. When are they going to see grandparents? Mm. Very mundane mm. things, but they can be very difficult to work out. Um, a judge in Bristol has recently commented about being in court, deciding whether children were going to be dropped off at Junction 14 or Junction 15 uh, on the M4. Yeah, And it went to court. So sometimes it can get very difficult to resolve these things. So child access is one. Um, the other one is finance. Um, as I've touched on, um, if the family house is being kept, if it's going to be sold, how is the money going to be split? And being 2021, we get into the exciting issue of pensions because some people have very large pensions and that becomes um, uh, a factor for a dispute in its own right. Yeah. And those, yeah. those mediations can take some months, six yeah. months in some cases, to resolve well, because the pensions are very big. Are, uh, are people paying for your services or, or is it free? Are you like a charitable organization in that sense or who is who is paying for you? Good question. Good question. Um, there, are, there are two routes. Uh, one is what we call private clients, so the people who pay for themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other route is legal aid. There is legal aid for mediation, the same as there is legal aid in the UK for uh, legal services. Um, Legal aid for mediation applies 
in, in very crude terms, where one of the um, couple uh, is um, receiving something like universal credit. Yeah. So if one, yeah. if one of the couples receiving universal credit, then both of the couple, um, their meeting, their initial meeting, their assessment meeting, which is the first thing we do, and then the first mediation uh, is paid for by the government. Okay. Which, <clears throat> which saves them £504, which is worth having. Um, Do you get like a grants or some other support uh, for your organization then, or is is everything covered by these fees? Um, everything is covered by those fees. Uh, family mediation is our main activity. The other main activity we have is something called uh, Separated Parents Information Programme, so SPIP or SPIP as we refer to it. Now, that's a court-run process okay. that's funded by uh, CAFCAS, the body that oversees the family courts in the UK. Um, and they refer cases to us. And what that means is if you're referred, um, you go on a course for, uh, we're doing it online now because of COVID, yeah. um, a four-hour course where you go online with five other people that you don't know to talk about the issues arising from being um, a separated parent in reality and how to make that work and how to cope with that in the world where you've just split up with your husband or wife or your ex-partner. Yeah. Um, but that has to be referred through the courts. Um, and that's the other major area of work that we um, that we do. We do that for the Northampton court. It's organized by court area. And we do that in the area of Northampton, which is not very far from Milton Keynes. Okay. So what is the impact of your work? I mean, these are very, very emotional things. The, and, and of course, the impact of divorce is, uh, is huge on the whole family and extended family and everyone. So how, how do you measure your impact? Uh, kind of what is your impact? Well, we hope that our impact is giving people a better result than they would have if they went through the courts. I think you need to bear in mind the family courts are taking up to six months to hear cases. And in at least one official report I've seen um, uh, by a, a group um, of legal practitioners, they refer to that service or that system as being in crisis. Yeah. That's, that's a phrase that's used widely. Um, so the point with mediation is we have uh, advantages that the court process doesn't have, certainly in terms of cost. The problem with court, if you go there, then you're talking about cost. And if you're involving a solicitor, we've known people who've spent £20,000 getting divorced. Yeah. The most I've ever heard anyone spend with Mediation MK to go through the process is £1,000. And that's quite unusual. So we know we're cheaper. Um, but, we're all, but our main advantage is that we think we are, it, it's, it's not easy, but it's easier to work with the mediator than it is to go to, through the court process when, with all due respect to the court process, they are overworked and you become a number on the list. Yeah. So there's always a much more um, personal relationship. Yeah. Um, and so the emotional wear and tear on people, we think, is is less than the court process. Uh, and at the end of the day, if you go through mediation, it's your agreement. The mediator doesn't tell you what to do. The mediator just helps you work through the issues to, to find where you want to be in the future when you've gone your separate ways. And, and so the uh, the couple own the process, we think, much more than if you just go through a legal process where you've got solicitors involved, you've got court officials involved, you've got solicitor staff involved, um, all at a cost of £200 an hour. 
Uh, yeah. If you're going to send a letter, um, we think there's a better way of doing it, and it's called family mediation. Yeah. So, uh, are you looking for uh, voluntary income, like uh, donations, any collaboration with companies, crime makers, and uh, if if so, what are you what what would you achieve with these kind of partnerships? Uh, well, currently, um, it would be the issue of getting through COVID, in all honesty, because um, that's been quite hard for us. Our client numbers have halved since March 2020. So it's a significant effect. And we've only been able to get through with the job retention scheme, which has been extended now to September. That's yeah. been absolutely essential for us. Um, we do have uh, occasional grants from other bodies um, in Milton Keynes, such as Milton Keynes Community Foundation have been very good to us. Um, so yes, we are. We do apply for other grants. For us, in terms of working with other organisations, it's difficult because we're in quite a small select sector. There's yep. not many people that we can easily work with, but we are certainly always on the lookout for grants. And certainly um, if there was someone with a deep pocket willing and able to make donations, um, they would be gratefully received. Um, the other point to make about money, um, because I'm an accountant by training, um, so I do talk about money, um, is that we haven't had an increase in legal aid fees since 2015. So, so that's, that's uh, although the government or, you know, would be buying the services, uh, you know, you would still need to actually cover some rises in costs uh, yes, with all of the income. Yeah, so I mean, over, in that period since 2015, with the best will in the world, general inflation has probably be somewhere between 12 to 15 percent that we've just had to pay because we haven't had an increase in legal aid fees, and also we haven't increased our private fees in that time. Um, so it's it wasn't easy before, and it's certainly not easy now um, to get through COVID. But having said that, we're like many other small charities um, that are having similar issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. conversations with a number of other people, and we're not alone. Yeah. Um, but that's only of limited comfort to you when you're having to to make things work in this strange world that's been affected by COVID. Uh, let's talk about numbers. You say you're a small charity, but how many people at annual level you you help and, uh, you know, uh, kind of how many people you employ or are some of the mediators volunteers? Uh, we employ five people part time with uh, me being one of those. Um, two of those people work on the SPIT program solely that I mentioned earlier, uh, and two others work in the office where, where I work sometimes. Um, in terms of numbers, in a normal year, we would see about 550 couples. We would register 550 family mediation cases, therefore seeing 1,100 um, people. Uh, if you include children in that, 90% um, of our cases involve children. Um, so that 1,100 easily goes up to at least 2,000 people that either uh, directly or indirectly we're helping with what we do. And it's and to come in. What is your turnover <laughs> annually? Uh, Pre-COVID, our turnover was about 130,000. Um, our year ends this March. And because of the job retention scheme, it's still going to be uh, probably uh, about 110,000. Um, but obviously more of that is through job retention scheme grant than income, which is what we would prefer is, is income from um, mediation. It's very difficult. We don't actually know why our numbers have dropped off. Our legal aid numbers have stayed very similar. 
it's the private clients that have dropped off and there's no clear indication as to why. Uh, and we're hoping that when the lockdown finishes, maybe uh, September, that people will come back to us and maybe they've left these issues on, on uh, the back burner, so to speak, whilst COVID has been around. And now that we've gone into vaccinations, et cetera, hopefully they're going to maybe uh, rethink their relationship issues. It's a horrible thing to say, isn't it? But you hope they rethink their relationship issues. But in reality, that's what we're talking about. Um, some people have talked about this, this demand um, kind of building up behind a dam, so to speak, that's going to be unleashed when lockdown finishes. And I think we'll only know that in probably September, October. Yeah. If you think about your uh, your reach uh, annual level might be 3000 people and uh, so important kind of cause mm. and and like a life situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your budget is only 130,000. That is that is very good work. <laughs> you know with oh, that small of a money if you think about how much, you know, all kind of services <laughs> cost. And and so on. So I mean, absolutely. I mean, it seems like a huge, very very uh, high impact activity. Uh, it is. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Um, I had a similar conversation where I made that point with our MP um, uh, in uh, August, um, saying that the impact that we have per pound is is far greater than um, that pound being spent through the court process. Uh, unfortunately, some people do. Um, want to go through the court process because of that dreaded phrase that you may have heard, um, I want to have my day in court. Um, the problem is their day in court doesn't always work out as they expect. Um, and the court's only looking really at the legal issues, the issues like my example of which motorway service area to hand over the children on the M4. Um, unfortunately, too much of the court's time is taken up on those things. And the judges have quite openly said, we don't need to be listened to this. This could have gone to mediation. Yes. And probably yeah. sorted out in half an hour um, at the Zoom meeting. Yeah, and also yeah. the human side of things and uh, kind of building the relationship uh, onwards. I mean, if you divorce and you have children, one here as well, me, <laughs> uh, you know, you 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 have to be involved with the person anyway for the rest Absolutely. of your life in some manner. Yeah. And yeah. uh, then, you know, bitter uh, disputes in court. And uh, also, like you said, that, you know, they might look at things uh, with the legal eyes that are not favorable for either party in, yeah. in the end. And then, then you know, it's just, uh, it doesn't serve anybody's purpose. Plus also, you cannot avoid children to know that there are court cases and stuff. Exactly. Also, exactly. When, very when, bad when example. Uh, you yeah. know, for children to you know can see that adults cannot even solve these kind of issues without going to court. Absolutely, and and one of the things the mediators often say, and when I've I've sat in because I'm a qualified commercial mediator and qualified family mediator, and when I've sat in with cases, one thing that's often said is, yeah, you've got to remember this: the focus has to be the children. So when there are children, particularly young children, because as you say, they're going to remain in some cases. They're going to be children for another 10, 12. 14, I mean, some of these couples that we have, they have babies less than a year old. So they're yeah. going to be, technically, they're going to be children for 17 years. And this relationship between, you know, X and Y isn't going to go away. It's going to remain however distant. It's going to remain there for a long time to come. Um, so that's the point that's often made to people because they're so wrapped up with their their emotional issues. As you can imagine, they lose sight of, 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 of things like children and how they feel in it. So it's often something that media goes back to to concentrate minds to move people past the emotional 
um, roadblocks they have, which are understandable, but you're not going to resolve those now. So in a sense, you, and it's very hard to do, but in sometimes you have to put those to one side in order to move forward. And if mediator can do that, that's a real achievement. Yeah. What about if, if it weren't up to the money, uh, what would be your dream? How would you develop your operations? How would you grow? Or do you have like some dream projects that you would be taking if the world were yours? <laughs> um, well, on the family side, that would be to do with marketing and, and finance. We, we are a very difficult service to market and to communicate with. You can't ring up people and say, um, Mr. Smith, are you thinking of getting divorced next year? It, it's just not going to work, is it? Like you would say to Mr. Smith, are you going to change your car or are you going to get a new carpet or something? You can't do that. In our, and we're, we're unfortunately the only example I can give is, is a bit like funeral directors. People don't need us, but then when they do need us, they really need us. And then when that's finished, we go away again. And yep. so we don't have yeah. this continuity of involvement with people and we're a very difficult service to explain to people. Um, so that's one challenge um, that we have and we've always had. The other areas I mentioned earlier, uh, the other areas of mediation are, are opportunities for us. Commercial mediation is between um, either a customer and a supplier or between companies where there is um, a commercial um, difference of opinion. And commercial mediation can cover anything up to cases involving tens or hundred millions of pounds on an international scale. That's a well-developed area and one that we are um, working in at the moment. We are the recommended provider for rated people, uh, website rated people. We're the recommended dispute resolution provider for them. And we also do the same for Retro, which is the Radio, Electrical and Television Retailers Association, um, who represent all the electrical shops in the UK. So Curry's down to the local corner um, family store. Um, if customers have a problem, they can contact us to do some commercial mediation for them. Um, the other two areas are workplace. The workplace we're developing is where two employees have a difference of opinion that's not easily reconciled by HR methods. It's a bit outside the box. Um, so that's an area where we offer services. And the last one is community, where you have the, the infamous kind of shared driveway problem when someone's, Mr. Yeah, Mr. A, Mr. A's car is blocking the driveway and Mr. B can't get his car out and there's fracas and arguments. It sounds very trivial, but there can be real problems with that. Um, and we, in fact, have an agreement with the local housing association, Grand Union Housing, um, to offer community mediation to their tenants. So if someone's got a noisy tenant next door, the housing association, housing association can take action. But in most cases, they'd rather not to because it, it's not a huge scale of a problem but there is something that needs to be resolved. So we entered into that um, agreement uh, a couple of months ago. So those are other areas where mediation works. It's it's a very flexible tool um, to help people avoid the court process because in all of those, if all goes wrong, you end up in court. And we know at the moment that means three to six months delay, maybe longer. Well, to me, this seems that there are so many opportunities in your organization to collaborate with companies. Uh, it, it, you know, not only that lots of companies could be using your, your service, at, at least SMEs, you know, and, uh, and but then if you think about this awareness building, uh, there would be a lot of skills-based volunteering opportunities. Uh, so if if there are corporate or company uh, employees who can use their volunteering days, maybe they could 
built a, uh, this kind of awareness campaign for whole mediation as a concept, but also then you as an operator in certain geographical area and, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, try to make your services more known, uh, yes. you know, to yeah. also to companies, because even as, as me, I'm an SME uh, entrepreneur yeah. here, and then, yeah. you know, we know how tight the budgets are. So if there yeah. were ever a, a kind of a dispute, obviously nobody wants to go to court. So yeah, I'm sure yeah. that there would be a lot of, lot of companies who would also require your your services, yeah. and it would be cheaper yeah. and better for them for their reputation yeah. as well. But they just don't know about it. So yeah. um, part uh, of, part, sorry, sorry. Part of part of the problem is actually that there's two things: is explanation of mediation itself always has to be done, whether it's family or commercial or whatever. So we have to explain about the theory of it because people are not aware of that. And then there's the actual services that we can supply as, as Mediation MK. So we always have two stages of struggle to get to engage people. Um, when they do engage, they find the process very helpful. Um, but that's our struggle is to explain mediation. It's still in a bit of a niche box, whereas I would very much like it to be discussed and be available more widely. Um, that's that's just an ongoing challenge. I don't think that's going to change next week. But, but maybe with this podcast, we are now, uh, you know, trying to look uh, some supporters for you. What was the, what is your uh, kind of geographical area uh, like in its broadest form? What um, well, two, two answers to that. For family uh, legal aid, um, it's a bound area because our contract with the legal aid agency is in says that. So that's between an area bounded by roughly uh, Milton Keynes, Northampton, Bedford and Ellsbury. Um, that's one answer. For all of our other services, so private um, family mediation services, um, clients can be anywhere in England. And I say England because, sorry, England and Wales, um, there is a difference in the law in Scotland. Um, and so we wouldn't, and we're not registered as a charity in Scotland. Um, but anyone in England or Wales would be able to use our services for private family or commercial or workplace uh, or community, uh, particularly now that we're working online um, and the old limitations of having to meet people in the office, I think, have gone forever. Um, I think those days have now gone. Um, and so we're able to open our services to the whole of England and Wales, which is good news in a way. So um, your services, you know, kind of supporting your type of an organization uh, would probably uh, fall into the, the slot what government has is now kind of um, kind of encourages, uh, encouraging companies to kind of fill. Uh, so a social value act, uh, which, which is linked to the procurement of uh, government mm. tenders was already established, was it 2013? But last uh, September, the government enhanced this act and mm. it made clear to everybody working in the government that when they're actually deciding who is winning a tender, uh, the bids must must include uh, proven uh, proven uh, demonstration of uh, uh, social value delivery, yeah. and uh, and uh, I I believe uh, your supporting your type of uh, operator would fall into one of these criteria. Uh, yes. There is yeah. a lot of this tackling economic inequality inequality um, and there is including creating new business jobs skills increasing. Yeah. 
so supply chain resilience, uh, and also there is um, a lot of these kind of in equality issues, or, uh, you know, that the government is trying to tackle with this act. So I think uh, if there is any company who is bidding for government tenders and are now building their CSR strategy and thinking what kind of activities they would be supporting, whether it's money donation or giving skills or maybe yeah. products or services, yeah. your type of operator would be a very good kind of not only local, but also national uh, yes. kind of a concept that has a quite big proven impact and and long-term impact as well on Absolutely, yeah. lives yeah yeah we um um things like diversity are always interesting we have those questions from from uh, grant funders when we apply for grants and i suppose we've been slightly naive because ours is just simply an open door policy all of our services have always been opened to every sector every ethnic group we have many ethnic groups that we work with and are working with now um, LGBT plus, we, we just always worked with gay couples, we just have, it's just what we do. So um, we probably need to stand up and shout about that more, but we've always just been the organisation that we think other people would want to be. Uh, now that's helped by, by the, nature, the very nature of what we're doing. The key word to me is about wellbeing. I think we're, our, our aim, we don't describe it as such sometimes, but our aim is about wellbeing of people when they're going through this this difficult time um, of, of divorce or separation, we're there to help them through it um, rather than resort to the legal route, which has all the disadvantages that we mentioned earlier. So I think by our very being, we we I, I don't know if there's a box that we don't tick when I when I think about social value, well-being, all those kind of things. I think we are a very good role model for the kind of organization that people should want to be. Um, Others may disagree, but I'm always quite proud of the fact that we just, you know, we just welcome everyone in. We, we do not turn anyone away. Um, mediations may all, not always be able to be completed because a mediator can have concerns about things like um, physical and mental abuse. But that's a different question. Yep. We understand what's going on before making that judgment. But our basic, um, our basic policy is to accept everyone. Uh, we're fortunate we offer legal aid. So income isn't an issue. Uh, it's about the work that we can do for them, uh, mainly on the family side. Um, but those principles also apply to uh, commercial community and to workplace mediation as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Martin, uh, for this interview or this uh, this chat. I mean, so interesting, and I really hope that uh, you know uh, you will get uh, new supporters. And I guess this is more about communication in you know communication challenge than any anything else in in your case yeah. and how 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 can anybody reach you martin are you on linkedin or uh well our website uh, primary information is our website which is uh www.mediationmk or one word .org .uk. um my email is martin ellis or one word at mediationmk.org.uk if anyone would like to email me, um, those would be the best routes of uh, information. Um, uh, but I'm always ask, happy to ask, answer questions, whatever they are, feel free to ask and I'll do my very best to reply. Yes, and also uh, Medias and MK has a profile on whatimpact.com. So you can just look uh, through their information. 
and uh, how how you can support uh, you know them uh, on on whatimpact.com as well. Thank you for listening. And uh, yes, more information on social value and uh, mutually beneficial partnerships between uh, social value organizations can be found at whatimpact.com. Bye-bye uh, for now. And uh, let's see what our next episode will be. We are actually now looking for new, uh, new people to chat with. So you can also email me some suggestions what you would like to uh, who would you like to hear from? And my email is tia, T-I-I-A, at whatimpact.com. And we are always happy to have suggestions of people uh, who I should be talking with uh, regarding social impact creation. Okay, thank you, Martin, again, and uh, have a nice weekend. Pleasure. Thank you.